why would you want somebody to come to your website and then leave the second they get there because they can't access something? It's, it's, you're losing, you're losing money. Not only are you losing money, people are going to say shit about you. Oh, I went to blah, blah, blah's website and I couldn't even get through the homepage because I couldn't read this or I couldn't, you know, I'm looking at a video and I see the mouth moving, but they talk really, really, really fast because they're from New York like I am. And Welcome back to Too Legitimate to Quit, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. That hubbub you hear in the background of me is actually a quieter part of Fan Expo Chicago, the show that aims to unite people in fandom, and boy, has it. Now, not only am I here, I am here with this week's guest, who is one of my favorite people, but also one of the foremost dorks that I know. So without further ado, I've never actually had this happen before. For the first time in TLTQ history, I'm going to ask my guest to introduce herself. Hey there. So um, Iris Goldfeder, giant dork, um, founder and CEO of Gastope Creative, also the host of uh, the podcast Gastope Creative presents the cookbook Recipes for Success in Business and Marketing. Uh, in marketing for over 25 years. Um, I've had Gastope Creative for 10 years. Uh, we specialize in all-in-one marketing solutions. We are the people that you come to when you don't want to deal with 20 different people to get your marketing done. Amen, hallelujah to that. Now, we have been Grogu hunting all day. <laughs> And you are going to see some of the favorite Mandalorian and Grogu things that we found at this show in the show notes, including this ring that I got to take a picture of because it's amazing. But enjoy the episode and don't forget to check out Fan Expo, who so generously gave me a press pass for this show. You can find all of their upcoming dates at fanexpo.com. But of course, I'm partial to this show, Chicago. Enjoy the episode. Bye, everybody, and, or actually, hello, everybody, and <laughs> here we go. <laughs> One of my favorite dorks on the planet is here with me today, listeners, and I am so excited. We've been trying to get this interview scheduled for a bajillion years, uh, and today is finally the day. Ironically, we're recording it on May 5th, so we missed Star Wars Day by one day, but that One doesn't day. matter. It's still going to be incredible because today I get to ask my beloved Iris this question. What do small business owners need to focus on this week? At this point, their websites. Um, a lot of people don't realize ADA compliance is a thing now. Um, and it's a thing that companies, and I'm going to be really clear on this because, you know, somebody had, a, you know, we kind of freaked a couple people out yesterday. <laughs> companies with employees that are on a W-2 with five W-2 employees or more are getting sued if yeah. their sites are not ADA compliant. And ADA compliant means a bunch of things. It's, you know, the color red actually is not a good color because when people look at it, it literally looks like shit, like the texture of the whole, you know, thing. Um, and, and, I, and I don't mean like it looks like crap. I mean, it really looks like actual poop. Yeah. And then- like my website, um, and I'm, I'm actually working on that now. It's compliant, but we're working more because my colors are, you know, blue, different shades of blue and gray. Um, and they're kind of, you know, hard to contrast against. So now we're going to do all drop shadows behind all of the uh, copy that is on any kind of a colored uh, background. So um, it's just important. And I think the other part of that is even if you have a company that isn't five or more employees, just be fucking compliant because, you know, why would you want to 
lose an audience that, you know, you could probably have, right? Yeah, especially if it's like a difference between putting a Canva thing on a dark background or putting a Canva thing on a lighter background. Like sometimes compliant the path to compliance is small design choices. Sometimes right. it's a lot more than that. But like take the small design choices at least. Right. Do something so that if somebody colorblind comes to your site, you know, they can do something. The other thing I think that they're going to be coming out with, um, and I think it's going to be like within the year, um, is voice to text so that when mm -hmm. a blind person goes to your site, you know, it can be read. Well, you know, spoken so that, you know, because they can't read it, obviously. But, you know, so if you press a button, it reads the site to them. And then that makes it easier, you know, for them as well. Um, so there's, you know, a lot um, a, a lot of that. And then, you know, as marketers, what do we always say? You know, know your audience, right? Um, I don't want to limit people, um, because people in my target probably have disabilities and I don't know it. So why am right? I going to not be compliant? Um, why are you being unintentionally exclusive when with, some pointed intention could be inclusive. Inclusive. Yeah, just, that's not what we want to do. Right, right, right. And the, um, my, my, I'm going to call her my compliance guru um, on my team is disabled. So she's hyper aware of all the things like, you know, she chewed my ass out this week because I, you know, we had a conversation, I guess, last week. And she said, you know, you have to choose design over functionality. And I wasn't realizing what she was talking about with functionality. So I said, well, for this piece, I want to choose design. And she almost divorced me over it. I mean, that's how serious it is. And we're an we should be an inclusive world. There's a gap in intent again, right? Like you weren't intending to say by honoring or choosing design in this moment, Right. I am abusing, willfully abusing differently abled people. That's not what you were saying. You were just saying like, oh, I think I'll go with this route once. And then she was like, no, you are choosing right. against my community. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. And, and I mean, rightfully so. I mean, there are, and I'm not going to mention airlines, but there are, you know, she had an issue with an airline where, um, they, she was supposed to get on the plane and somebody had her, you know, in a wheelchair. Um, and they said, I'll be right back. And she was in a dark fucking alley in an airport for like three hours. Can you imagine being in a wheelchair, not able to move in a dark area of a, and a woman, no less? You would feel completely helpless. That's terrifying. Come on, do better. I mean, she, yeah. And she was just like, so she has like a list um, a list of things. And so I let, you know, I told her yesterday that, you know, I was like, I love you. And I want you to know that I completely understand and honor, you know, where you're at, because I do. And I think that, um, you, you have to be, you have to be empathetic. You can't just look at things through one lens, you know, there's no. just so many more things to look at. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, we don't know, we don't know what we don't know. We don't know other people's experience. So why can't we take the small intentional steps to not leave someone in the equivalent of a dark alley in an airport for three hours? Like, we just don't know. And, and you know, and there are, there are big steps and, and there are small steps that ideally we're all taking the big steps. But I see... <sighs> I see brands, if people are listening to this show and they've listened to my rants about all the things that I've somehow tied to self-employment, both pop culture related and like, you know, human <laughs> rights issues. Like if they've, if they've tolerated me for more than one episode. Oh, but who wouldn't? Come on. Right. Oh, but you know, mm -hmm. I, everyone around me will put captions on their videos, either because Alex Hormozzi made it look cool or they understand that that's an accessibility thing they can do, right? Or people around me are 
aware of the necessity of checking pronouns before you misgender someone or honoring pronouns when they're stated. Like people around me are taking those steps. We care about that form of inclusivity. And I'm not saying that that's all performative. It's not. But if we are doing this in these other areas, in our content and in our delivery, and we're not starting speeches saying, ladies and gentlemen, right? Like if we're doing these things to be otherwise inclusive, then our website, which is our real estate on the internet, should also take the steps so that if somebody who needs you finds you, they're not turned away at the door. Right. And that's right? It. and it's like, I don't know yes. why we don't make that jump. I don't know why website compliance tends to be an afterthought for people for whom inclusivity is the hopeful norm. Why do you think that is? Why do you think our websites kind of fall behind? I think because we don't, not we, but I think people don't look at it like that. You know, we know as marketers, we know, you know, what the four P's of marketing, right? Product, place, promotion, and price. And place used to be a brick and mortar, right? And and it still is. There are still stores out there that obviously people go to, right? But your website is your brick and mortar online. I mean, it is where you go. So if if you would have a brick and mortar, would you have a ramp for somebody who needs a wheelchair? Of course you would, right? Yeah. But I think online, because everything is virtual, People don't think about that because it's never talked about. But I think now that it's being talked about and really people are being sued over it now, people are waking up to it, right? But to me, why would you want somebody to come to your website and then leave the second they get there because they can't access something? It's, it's, you're losing, you're losing money. Not only are you losing money, people are going to say shit about you. Oh, I went to blah, blah, blah's website and I couldn't even through the homepage because I couldn't read this or I couldn't, you know, I'm looking at a video and I see the mouth moving, but they talk really, really, really fast because they're from New York. Like I am. And, and you know, <laughs> there's no closed captioning on it. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm speaking slow here, but you know, if I can understand, I, I could easily talk like this, like, you know, the other New Yorkers do and they have to follow them. And how the hell are you following New York when Everybody talking, just like, remember there's a dial in the corner of the podcast episode where you can slow down the speed. If you need to slow me and Iris down, go right ahead. Uh, but no, I think that's true because looking at it as brick and mortar, I think that's such a compelling way to look at it because, you know, living in a major metropolitan if you're building new construction, it is required by law to be compliant. You cannot build a new building. And sometimes if you're restoring a historical building, you can get around some pieces a little bit. But you're supposed to figure out how these things factor in. And it's like if 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 buildings are long past the point where if you're supposed to be compliant and you're not, you get fined, then of course, websites, the brick and mortar of the online world, are going to follow suit. Like, of course they are. And if we, the ooey-gooey, empath-crunchy, woke folk of the world, are being accidentally disclusive, think about all the people who just literally don't give a shit about the differently abled or their needs because they don't care. Like your competitors, some of them probably don't care. Again, I don't want you to do, I don't want you to be inclusive as, as performative nonsense, but at the same point, it can be a differentiation and a positive to be the most accessible or inclusive person in your space. Right. I mean, it's a no brainer. It's it's just a no brainer. Queer to queer, we saw this with all the cake bakery stuff. Like oh. anybody who's like, I don't want to bake cakes for weddings, for you know, same sex weddings. All the people that don't give a shit about making cakes for same sex weddings, or heaven forbid, want to, 
everybody's website got real rainbow that week. Like, we all oh, leaned into yeah. it. We're like, let's show. We are a queer owned or queer safe business. Woo! It's like, we're not right. going to be able to do that with accessibility. However, no, no, right. we can do that right. by having a site that people can see or read or digest or enjoy regardless right. of their abilities. So I get that. I, I totally yeah, get that. I think that you can put like ADA or something on it somewhere, you know, ADA compliant. Um, yeah. So the people know that, but I, but they'll know when they get to the site because of the user experience, right? It's all about the user experience. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you talk about the cake thing, honestly, if somebody doesn't want to bake a cake for me, cause I'm gay, I don't want to give you my fucking business anyway. Right. So thank you for letting me know. Yeah, thanks for self-identifying as an asshole. Yes, appreciate you. exactly, right? Yeah, appreciate you. You know, thanks. Mm-hmm. But but really, you know, and one of the things, who was I speaking with? Oh, it was Catherine Morales. And and we were talking about, do you miss corporate? Because, you know, on my podcast, I'll ask people, mm-hmm. do you miss corporate? And she was like, no, but she said, because we all, you know, any of the entre- any of the entrepreneurs that I speak with are like, we are unemployable. Yeah, I'm we could never work for anybody ever again. Oh, like, there's like no way in hell, never. But you know, she said if I were to go, because the only businesses that she buys from are the B businesses, the ones that are ecology aware, e- e- you know, economy aware, you know, like all of the things, you know, sustainability, like all of it. That's where she spends her money, and I think that a lot of people are leaning that way. And if like I said, you don't want to bake a cake for me? Great, because there's someone down the block who I'd rather give my couple hundred bucks to anyway. And you know, your cake you. probably and tastes then, like hate, you jackass. It probably does, because you didn't make it with love, that's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, you look at, at the websites, um, and even just like online marketing in general, right? You know, you put an ad out um, for, and I, I mean, I, I don't put ads out for, you know, for gas stove yet. When you're talking about marketing, people don't think about the in, the inclusivity piece. And I think that that's what we need to start doing with, you know, when we sit down and we work with a new client, the, the site needs to be this. And because it needs to be ADA compliant, it may not be as pretty as we want it, right? But, um, and it may not be as cheap as you want it. Because we don't do cheap. But there's also great tools. Like I found a tool through you that is you're welcome. depending on your <laughs> you're welcome, future. Um <laughs> depending on your website size and page views, it's pretty oh, yep. darn affordable. I mean, it's like fifty bucks a month for a website of my size. So that's not it's not a drop in the bucket. Like I would rather use that fifty bucks on a sandwich some days, sure. However, can I afford $50 to make sure that everyone that needs to find me can find me and enjoy the experience? Yeah, I can handle that. Oh, at this 100%. point in my business, I can handle that. But like, okay, let's say devil's advocate, someone's listening, they're brand new and they would love to spend the 50 bucks a month, but they just can't itemize it yet. They're just not quite there. What mm-hmm. are some things? things that people can be aware of when it comes to inclusivity and compliance that that they can maybe have control over now before they have a great plugin tool that can read your site to you, for example. I'm going to say color contrast. Uh, Make sure that the colors kind of pop. So if you have text over a picture, make sure there's like a, you know, drop shadow behind it, but like a black, you know, something that's going to really contrast well. Um... I'm trying to think of what to say without giving the cow away with the milk Um, because it's hard. I mean, there's like so much. But colors is a big one. Colors is a really big one, especially because that's an area. And you and I both love design and we love when stuff's pretty. I'm not anti-design. Neither are you. We both make money on design as well. But that is a really easy spot where like I will put yellow text on an orange background and that is not compliant. It's pretty. But it's not compliant. compliant. And my own mother can't read it. Right, right. But if you put a drop shadow behind that yellow text, yeah, you can read it. Exactly. And then it looks pretty. And then it looks badass because then it looks like it has a dimension to it. Right. It's got to, dimension. To those who don't it's have readable. Like a, 
And for yeah. everybody, it's easier to read. Regardless of ability, it's easier to read if right. it's not yellow on orange, Annie. Stop trying to make right. everything look like rainbow sherbet, <laughs> Annie. Okay. Like, it's fine. Do, do a bigger color contrast. I mean, the other one is like, I forget sometimes because I'm blessed with lovely vision that like my itty bitty font sizes are not for all people. Like, no. Oh, I know. I did that too. I, I, I so, so, and this was like one of the first sites that I did because, you know, I can read, well, I can still kind of read that, but it was like 11, 12 font or something like that. And it's like, um, no, because somebody <laughs> who has a sight impairment is like literally, you know, leaning in going, what the fuck does that even say? And then they're right? moving on. Something they're about the platypus? On. Like, what? What did I just say? They're like, no, it's or the word panda. positioning. Well, I read that as platypus, so now I'm confused. But the, so, but the positioning platypus. But now, even like on your phone, right? Because on the phone, and depending on if you have a touchscreen, you know, computer, you can zoom in and zoom out. But you don't want to do that, especially if you're, well, you shouldn't be looking when you're driving anyway. Let's scratch that. Um, <laughs> but if you're a passenger in a, if you're a passenger in a car, let's just be really clear about that. My <laughs> wife used to be like, put the fucking phone down and don't read your email. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. Arrive alive, people. Arrive alive. Arrive alive. I honestly think I said that in last week's episode too. So like, apparently... We're needing to do some put the fucking phone down in the car trainings on this show. This yeah, I mean, <laughs> seriously, right? Don't fucking look at it. But, oh, I did this like um, video on marketing fails and there was, um, and people think that it's funny. And I mean, I get like gallows humor, but it was on the far wall of a subway and it said, come a little closer to read. And it was for a fucking funeral home. So here's the, oh, you, people can't see, but you know, the platform of a subway. And if you've never been yeah. on a, pl a platform, just think of like a walkway, right? And then there's like this big gap for the train to come through. Well, on the other side of the walkway on the, on the tile, it said, come a little closer. That and is people thought that it, see, that's what I mean. It's like gallows humor and you're that laughing. You're terrible. Morbid. But imagine somebody going, wait, I can't read that. And they come a little closer and a fucking train comes and hits them. And then third so rail, better boom. One. I think it was, um, was it, it was one of the gaming companies. I'm not going to name them because I don't want us to get in trouble, but in the London tube, cause it was for like a, a, a jumping game or whatever. It said, oh, no. hop here. And some idiot. You're trying to kill people. There. Oh, some idiot hopped there. And landed in the middle of the train tracks. No, never mind the third rail, right? They landed in the middle of the train tracks and somebody got them out of there, but they broke their leg and they sued that said gaming company. Because you can't do that shit. That's just like no. bad marketing. You know, and even they, they were like, there were um, billboards that said text while driving because they're a funeral home and they think that they're funny. But anyway, so... See, but this is the thing. There is a responsibility to marketing. I'm so glad you brought this mm -hmm. up. I don't even think I've ever talked about this on the on the show before. And if I have, it bears repeating because it was that bad. But back when and I And you're was, welcome again. Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> back when I was in software, um, the firm kind of farmed me out to this other uh, startup in the building where we all were working. And... They had this product that I was really passionate about because it's a personal protection alarm that they were marketing to women. And I was like, okay, cool. And my whole thing was um, don't sell it directly. They wanted to get it into the hands of like 20 somethings going clubbing in Wrigleyville or whatever. And I'm like, here's the thing. Don't sell it to the girl. Sell it to her parents to give to the girl because they're the ones who are actually really concerned. Right. That they're unsafe. And then I was like, also like with people that are always out and about, like in the dark alleys of airports and stuff, like don't sell it to them, sell it to the company as a way to keep your employees safe. Like especially real estate agents who are always out and about. Okay. So this is what I said. I said, sell to the company 
if they're trying to protect their employees or sell to the parent who's trying to protect their kids. The pain point is more aware to them at the point, right? right? Do that. Here's what this fucking jackass did with that, with that feedback from me. He hired actors to pretend on the internet to, he hired two actors, a real estate agent and a stalker murderer. And he started a web series on YouTube telling everybody Blair Witch style that this was real of a guy who became obsessed with a real estate agent and wanted to kill her and put this on YouTube and let people think that it was real. I, I got I got nothing. Because then at the end of it, they wanted to be like, bye, blank, blank. So that this doesn't happen to you. And I'm like, that is the most disgusting, irresponsible, and frankly, male thing that I could ever fathom. And the fact that in any way he could be like, well, Annie said to lean on the fear and sell it to people that, you know, are concerned about their loved ones. I'm like, that doesn't mean you fake a murder, you idiots. Like, what? What? So, like, there's a lot of gross you see my stuff happening face? out there. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? I was despondent for weeks. Who could even think that that's a good idea? Like, who? I would- don't know. I hope they got sued out of the water and I hope they're out of business. I had to stop paying attention to the story because wow. I was like, I... I, I cannot, I cannot fix this. Like, you know, I'm not a religious person, but I use the serenity prayer a lot. I'm like, this is out of my control. Right. If in any way I got named in a lawsuit, I would go on the stand and with perfect, perfect conscience would be able to be mm-hmm. like, when I saw this plan, I sent the most scathing email of my life and then cried for two weeks. Like, I have no responsibility in this. But that's wow. the kind of stuff that people hear. Oh, marketing. You have to activate fear. Yes, that's true. We buy solutions to problems. I want, what I wanted them to do is write a campaign that was a lot more like, heaven forbid something happened to your daughter. We don't want that to happen. We're not trying to freak you out that that could happen, but you're a parent. You're already concerned that's going to happen. So put your own mind at ease and protect your kid by spending $29 and get her an alarm. Like that's the campaign I wanted. The campaign that they turned that into was let's pretend that we're going to violate and murder a woman real estate agent on the internet. Like y'all, I tell you this rant because your marketing matters. I don't think anyone listening would do that, but there are advisors out there who will let this stuff happen. And your competitors are pulling this junk all the time. Go find a way to be incredibly powerfully inclusive. Go find a way to make your people feel safe amid the pain, right? When people come to you for a new website or me for new marketing, there's a lot of fear there. We make them feel safe and supported. We don't ignore the fact that a website's an undertaking, you know? Yeah. And I think that, you know, a lot of marketing is fear-based. And I think that what I try to do with our marketing is take that fear piece out, like, you know, pain points and, you know, all of like the, because there's a lot of like negative speak in it. And yes, that's how we make people, you know, what keeps you up at night? Yeah, we can say that, but saying, you know, what has you so fucking scared that you can't sleep at night? I mean, you know, it's, I think it's all in like the phrasing and the way that we present it. But I think also the way that people present their products, they really need, they need to look at how they're marketing it. Because like you said, that is the most horrific thing that I've ever heard. And the really fucked up thing about that is that it actually did happen. Yeah. There was a real estate agent that was showing a home. And I don't know if he was stalking her, but they were showing a home and she got murdered. Yeah. And because of that, real estate agents, especially female real estate agents now are probably carrying mace or in Indiana. And they're terrified. Um, Of course they're terrified, but you know, know, and it's like, Oh great. By all means, 
let's just make a weird a mockumentary and, about it. Like, oh my god, that's just that. I I don't even know what to do with that. I, I thank God know. they weren't my client because I would have. Oh like, no! Oh no! No! Shit. No! 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 And I made sure after that happened, I made sure no one in my ecosystem would touch that with a ten foot pole. But yeah. that's how quickly something that you believe in can turn into something that you do not choose and actually reject for yourself. Like I was like, Oh, personal security alarm. Sounds awesome. Sounds like it's going to soothe like, a lot of people. Sounds like it could save lives. I want in. And then immediately I'm right. like, I'm not saving lives like that. No, you're scaring the shit out of people. Exactly. You're scaring the shit out of people. And I mean, you're not just like scaring them. You're probably causing trauma because a yeah. real estate wa- agent watching that is probably going, Oh my God, you know, the next home that I show, blah, blah, blah. You know, so yeah, that's just, mm, uh -uh. I can't imagine the people watching it being like, Oh my God, somebody call the cops, like do something. Like, what are we going to do? Like it's, it would just, and who's filming this and not doing anything about it. I mean, it's just so stupid. It's well, and we don't like like to be tricked. Like I Mm -mm. get that there are subject lines in emails that work really well because it makes people think one thing and then open, but like, I get annoyed with that. I get annoyed with the bait and switch Mm -hmm. emails that are like, hey, you missed our meeting. And then I open it up and it's like, is a sentence I don't want to ever say to you. So come to this thing next Tuesday. And I'm like, y'all fight me, you asshole. Right. Did you see the one? Did you see the post that I did on LinkedIn? This was like so funny. So I get this, this connection request. And (laughs) I was like, I couldn't even believe it. I get this connection request and, you know, depending on what you do and depending on how you come across, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not, not that I'm going to connect with anyone, but I thought that this might be a good collaboration or it may be a good power partner, who knows, whatever. So I, I accept it. And then I get this, um, this, um, message back saying, Hey, Waylon, I'm so glad that you accepted my request. And I went, who the fuck is Waylon? Who the fuck is Waylon? Waylon. Great name, so but not me. So I went, and, I, and that's what I said. And so I, I read it, and I just sat there, and I was like, hmm, I could do this one or two, two ways. I could just block her, um, right? Or I can point out that, um, hey, we're really good right now. And by the way, my name isn't Waylon. Um, and I never heard back from her again. So that told me one of two things. Either she was in such a rush and she was cut cutting and pasting and didn't look at what she yeah, was doing. Care. But then once she got my message and I pointed it out to her, she didn't give, she didn't care enough to be like, oh my, respond. She couldn't just even now, be like, I culpa? That, come on now. Nope, nothing. So now what I would do, because, you know, we all used to do sales navigator, right? However long ago. I have sent um, emails with the wrong name. I have sent messages with the wrong name. We all have. But I catch it. But I catch it before they do. And then and you I'm like, tell them that. If you're Gertrude, oh, Lord. Work, right. I'll own it. I'll be like, Mercury retrograde plus Friday brain plus I'm an idiot. Sorry. <laughs> right. You know, and so if I did something, I would do the same thing. I'm like, um, yeah, sorry about that. Um, I know that's not your name. Just own and it. I'm really, Just own you know, it. You have to own it. If you don't, and that's the thing, there's no accountability. People have no sense of, not pe- oh, okay, not in our, in our orbit, everybody that we know would catch it. They would be accountable for it. But I mean, outside of our orbit, there are just people that don't think, they don't think, they don't, and 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 they don't care. And who the hell wants to work with somebody that doesn't care? Nobody. Not okay. And the fact it that doesn't hold themselves accountable. I was like, Mm-mm. yeah. Because if you don't yeah, hold I, yourself accountable to the small stuff, you probably don't hold yourself accountable to the big stuff because it's harder to hold yourself accountable to the big stuff. So 100%. if that person can't own calling you Waylon, they probably also wouldn't be able to own overcharging you or right. Uh, having a missed deadline or a miscommunication or a hang up. So I'm probably just going to totally ignore it. I mean, it's like how you do anything is how you do everything. Right. Right. So if they're going to be a haphazard, I mean, again, again, to your point, mistakes happen, but you can just own own it, own them. How many of us sent an email without an attachment? Like, 
I get at least one from a mailing list I'm on. I get at least one oops email a day. But they freaking send the oops email. They're not just like, oops, put a bad link in that one. Guess I'll just forget right. and screw the launch. They're like, oops, bad link. So I was asked to write an article in a magazine, right? And for an, upco- an upcoming challenge that we're doing. But we had the conversation and you know, my week was like shit this week. So there were so yeah. many things happening and it was like, all I heard, all I remembered and all I wrote down was 500 words. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck. So <laughs> I sent her a message today and I said, Hey girl. Um, I said, you know, I'm hundred percent transparent. Um, so here we go. What the hell was I supposed to write this article on? And she, she just like, she let, she called, you know, she called me. And then I said, can you take a quick call? And she was like, yeah. And I said, okay, one thing you're going to learn about me really fast is I'm a hundred percent honest and a hundred percent transparent. And I cannot remember for the life of, I said, I know that it's about marketing. Obviously that's what I do, but what was it about? And then she kind of reminded me and I was like, okay. And we, we both laughed about it yeah, because people make mistakes. People but, make mistakes. I mean, I can't write I my own handwriting her. most of the time. And I scribble down these things. And then you know what I'll do, Iris? I'll circle it and put little stars next to it. Circling things and, then you and cover putting it. stars around it doesn't make it more legible. It makes it less legible. Yes, I do the same thing. And then I or highlight over I'll, it and that makes it even I'll put less. Like a cross, like I'll put a line and I'm thinking I'm putting a line next to it and I put the line through it. And I'm like, oh my God, what was that supposed to say? So I'm terrible right, at that. I, I, our mutual friend, Krista, I was writing something for her the other day and I was so excited when it happened. And then, you know, a day went by and I went back down to write it. And I had this thing that wrote, literally it said, important, exclamation point, arrow, 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 arrow. And then I could clearly read the words the and delegation. And then another word that looked like basket. (laughs) And I wrote underneath important arrow, 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 arrow. And then I wrote underneath like, this oh perfectly legibly center campaign on this. So I had to send Krista a boxer being like, hi, <laughs> do you have any idea what I said about a delegation basket? Was it a basket? Was it a, what is this word? What? And I literally was like, do I send her a picture of my handwriting and be like, can you help me decipher this? Like mistakes happen. We're busy, brilliant people. But I didn't just go, oh, hold on. Let me fake it and be like, no, I never said the delegation basket. Like clearly I said the delegation something. Or let me send this article in that I think is what I was supposed to write about. And then her being like, what in the hell did you just send? So accountability for ourselves is is like, I think, the most important thing. And, at, you know, as, as a business owner, right, we sit there and we go, okay, you know, how do we want people, how do we want to show up? Yeah. How do we want to show up? We want to show up, at, at least I, you know, I do. And I know you do. We want to show up authentic and we want to show up human and we want to show up you know, real in the world, like, Hey, you know, shit happens, you know, mistakes happen. Don't fucking sign a contract between now and May 14th for the love of God, you know, like, (laughs) you know, things like that. Right. It's like, okay, so I don't know when this is going to come out, but we are recording this like in the height of Mercury retrograde. Um, Mm, and and a bad one. And a bad one. Uh, Yep. A bad, but a good one, because like yeah, I said, we were I, talking I cleared, in that pre-chat that it feels like a clearing, but a it is doozy a clearing, of yeah. a clearing. Yes. Which is, you know, but yeah, but we it took our spiritual like modium this time. Like we getting all that crap cleared I'm out. Say that. It feels like the, a different kind of detox. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a hundred percent. It's just like, holy shit. But, but you know, when we do make these mistakes, so Monday I sent out five texts that weren't what I wrote. Like I wrote something and I sent it to a client. It was like something about I'm in a, you know, we're in a hurry to get this piece done. And it was like something. And then it ended up going like something like, hey, you hairy beast, something. And I went, that's not what I typed. So I quickly called her and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, I would never call you a hairy beast. She's like, I was going, what the fuck was that? Like, (laughs) what was that even? And I said, it's Mercury. You're like, what else could it be? Like, come on. 
Although, you know, if you or I sent each other a text that said, hey, you hairy beast, we'd be like, oh, oh we Annie, like, yeah. oh, we're like, oh, you love me. Like, oh, you, know, you crazy. Right. And then I'd be like, hey, right. do you know why I wrote down the delegation basket and circled it 700 times? Yeah. You hairy I'd beast. Be like, yeah. <laughs> Um, exactly. But I mean, the the core of this all is is being intentional and going the extra step. Sometimes it's an inch. Sometimes it's 10 miles. Sometimes it's a marathon. But we have to take the steps that we can take. Period. Full stop. And once we do, there are myriad advantages to everyone. But we have to do it. Yes. And again, I I love the way you brought that up. Full circle. I, we I have a weird skill as we're about to transition. I'm like, I'm always trying to find like the, the through line, right? Okay. Right. So we have now talked about accessibility, inclusivity, websites, shitty toxic marketing, intentionality, handling pain <laughs> points, all of that. What does any of that have to do with Star Wars? Any part of Star Wars at all? You always want to hope that the force is with you. That's true. That the force guides you. That is true. Right? That the, that, that, because in the force, if you are not accountable, you are not a Jedi. You are still a Padawan and you don't want to be a Padawan. You want to be a Jedi. And a lot of young Padawan have to learn, like, you know, in Rebels, if you're watching Rebels, you know, there's Ezra and Ezra is learning compatibility, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, accountability right now. Yeah. I mean, there's always a point in the hero's journey where the hero is a total douche and whiny little pissant. Like, you know, Harry Potter's insufferable for like three books. Luke is insufferable for like two movies. And I'm a Luke girl, but I'm like, if you whine one more time, I will eat you. What were we watching last night? The, um, oh God, where's the one that, um, my wife would kill me right now. Where's the one where, um, you know, Darth Darth dies? Is that uh, Return of the Jedi? No, that's yeah, Return of the Jedi. So, or is it? It's yeah, Return. Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah, Episode three. Anyway, it's so, Episode three. Um, yeah. So you know, there he is, <sighs> Father. I will not leave you. And I'm like, oh my god, then just fucking take him. Where's why all the drama? Just take him, and just you know what him. you know you're gonna do anyway. But it was just like I agree. Luke Luke was whiny, but I, I mean, like Luke. there's always got to be a whiner. And in the new series, it's not Ray because she holds her shit together and has like so many things to whine about and doesn't. But we always have to have a whiner. So they gave us Kylo Ren. Like they gave us a giant yeah. whiner in the form of Adam Driver and and those high waisted pants. He did right? It so, he whined so well. Oh, he whined, he whined so so, so well. well. And right, that, but I they wanted to be that. It's like that's the thing. It's like, oh, I have pain points. It's like, yeah, your I audience know. doesn't want to feel like whiners either. They want you to be accountable so that you can make change, right? Without falling in love with you know, th- w- without doing all the obvious things. Uh, I don't want to give spoilers, but you know, without yeah. all the obvious things, and then redeeming yourself. It's like, right? Come on, really? Like you did that again. Right. You can find a better storyline. I mean, I love it. I love all the movies, but it's like, it's all the same shit. Give us something different. Yeah. Give us something different. But You know, you know. how is Creed, and I love the Creed movies, but like, how is Creed 3 going to be different than Creed 1, going to be different than Rocky 1? It's just not. It's it's so interesting as an, as a as a metaphor for entrepreneurship, because I hear all the time people say things like, I'm not a natural blah, blah, blah. I'm not a natural marketer. I'm not a natural writer. I'm not a gifted writer. I'm not a natural salesperson. I'm not a da 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 It's like, yeah, just because you're force sensitive doesn't mean you know how to do it. Right? Like, you still have to choose it every day. And you have to choose to turn away from the dark side every day. Right. The 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 part of you that you feed is the one that grows, right? It's like the the dark the mean wolf and the happy wolf or whatever that thing is, yeah. So, but that's like it's like so feed you know, the force, but we yeah. gotta choose it. It's uh, the whole the whole yeah. freaking saga in every iteration is about the choice and the challenge of the choice between going the path you think you should go, which is the right path, the way of the light, the way of the force, or 
right. buying into ego or greed or pressure or whatever and joining the dark side. That's what the entire galaxy of the Star Wars universe is about. Like, hello. Right. And yet in entrepreneurship, we're like, oh, today was really hard. Today was really hard because the dark side's pulling on you a little bit. That happens. That's right. And you know, and, and you know what? It's going to. And it's up to you to say, I am going to, you know, I am going to let the empire win or, you know, I'm going to let, you know, the republic win. Well, I don't want to say republic because that's bad right now. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, e- either way. But it, it's it's again, it's, you know. When, as entrepreneurs, we always have choices. Mm-hmm. We always have choices. We can choose. We're gonna, we're gonna choose to market shittily, or shittily is a new is a wor- new word now. Shittily. shittily. Um, we're going to shittily market. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but you know we're gonna we're going to, you know, take this client stuff and do a shit job with it or, and not that anybody would, I, I would think, but, or, and I wake up like this every day, you know, how can I help my client win? You know, what can I do that is going to take care of my client? And, you know, they know they're safe with me. They know that I'm going to take care of their shit. They know that their marketing is going to be pristine. They know their websites are going to be pristine. They know that anything that we do is going to be the best of the best. One of my clients is a um, kennel and we were there yesterday, Dogwood Kennel. Like my, that's where my dogs are today. Um, And we did a video shoot for them. Yeah. Oh, it's like, and the first time I met with them, well, the first time I spoke with her on the phone, I knew I was like, oh my God, you know, she's like, bring the wife, bring the dogs, you know, to our meeting. And I'm like, okay. You're like, you just mentioned my Uh, two favorite things. So yeah, I'm there. (laughs) Yeah. But, but I'm not going to mix business because Skylar ended up, you know, nipping an, an asshole corgi that was being an asshole to her. And she didn't bite her, but, you know, the corgi said something and Skylar was Skylar like, has huh. boundaries. And then the corgi said something else. And Skylar, Skylar was like, I'm sorry, what'd you say? And then the corgi said something else. And Skylar went, healthy relationships so, um, where even the dogs have boundaries. I mean, right. So, but I said, when I walked in, I said, this isn't a kennel. This is a community. And like, they looked at me like the sky opened <laughs> up and they were like, oh my God, you, you get, get it. it. You get it. You get it. Yes. Of course I get it. I'm a dog. You know, my dogs are, 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 you know, our dogs are our children for the love of God. So, you know, yeah, I get it. And the reason that I want our kids in your community is because it is a safe community and it is a fucking community. But that's what we all have the chance to have in our brand. Like, even if we're not running a community, a kennel is a community. A website can be a community, right? Like it can all, right. but you have to choose it. You have to choose it. Yeah. That's so good. I was like, how are we going to make this about Star Wars today? And I'm like, oh no. I mean, it's totally, really what we're talking about I mean, is, is the path of the Jedi. Not that yes. the Mandalorian doesn't have a code. They have a code. Right. We could make a whole thing about how Mandalorians are basically unemployable, but they have to stick to the code. And this is the way and all of that. Right. Like we can get there. Except except they have jetpacks right. and we don't. I'm just going to throw well, that out there. You they're know, contract so. employees. It's a little bit different. Well, yeah, that's true. Owning okay. the Jedi yeah. path is really being like, <laughs> I understand that there are like four of us unicorns in the world and I'm ready to disrupt some shit. Yes, there we go. Right, but first I got to stop whining about having to pay fifty bucks a month. That's my Luke phase, right? I have to, I have to go through the phases of Luke. Um, and also Mark Hamill. If you ever, ever, by some weird miracle of the Force, hear this episode, please, I just need you to know that I love you with my whole heart. I love you with my whole, whole heart, Mark Hamill, and I am a Luke girl until I die. But. I got to stop Luke whining and just make my site more accessible. Pay the 50 bucks, get it done. Pay the 50 bucks to lean into the force instead of Luke whining and, and get shit. Yeah. Done. And insulting Yoda. Be right. Yeah. Who, I mean, really now, who's going to insult Yoda or Grogu? Right, Grogu? Grogu's like, I'm okay, too busy eating eggs. I don't actually care what people say <laughs> in or around me. <laughs> 
I'm too, I'm too eating, too busy eating people's things. Right. And like snuggling Amy Sedaris. New cookies that I'm going to throw up. Yeah, he's fine. (laughs) But you know, I think that that's, I think that's huge because I think also when you were talking about the kennel or, sorry, some of your other clients, we seek out mentors as mentors, but I don't think a lot of people realize when they go into self-employment or small business ownership or any of those things that like there's a lot of mentorship or co-mentorship that just happens naturally when you're with the right people. Right. And like you and I are a perfect example of this. Like there are times where I'm going to be like, no, Iris, you need to do this. And you're, there are going to be times where you're going to be like, no, Annie, you need to do this because we care about each other's work and we hold each other to a standard. We wouldn't necessarily call that mentorship, but when you're seeking out partners and mentorship, Mm-hmm. finding someone who's not just going to tell you pretty words, but hold your feet to the fire is important. Right. 100%. Luke beat the ever-loving daylights out of Ray. Why? Because she needed it. The people that hold us to a higher standard are the people that we need to seek out. Right? Period. We need 100%. the Obi-Wans. We need the Lukes. We need the Leas. We need even the Hans. Like. Han is so grumpy. If you're acting out of integrity, he's just going to be like, what is wrong with you, you stupid asshole? Even Chewie will give you a side eye, right? Everybody wants you to behave in accordance of the force. And when you stray from the force, the people around you need to be able to rein you back in. And so you need to surround yourself with people that are going to call you on that and be like, hey, by the way, your website is not at all accessible. Oh, yeah. Fix it. And, and I, so I have, um, it's funny cause, uh, this, so, I mean, Dogwood is 13 years old, so that's why, why they were like redoing it. But this person that I know, their website is probably 16 years old and they're like, no, it's fine. I'm like, it's, it, it, it's really not. Um, it's like you, you will get sued now. Number one, number two, is you can't even read it on a phone. Why is your teenager wearing toddler clothes? Thank you. I mean, I, I guess it could be a look. <laughs> yeah, a weird look, but you know. <laughs> Stormtroopers can't shoot for shit. You still got to wear armor. Like <laughs> I love it. You know what I mean? Like you're just... I don't know. I just... Ugh. See, but that again is it's the intentionality of the choices you make. Intentionality of where you spend your money, intentionality of what you spend your money on, intentionality of how you show up, intentionality of who you include and who you disclude. And I'd love to see all of us being a lot more inclusive with the people that need us and a whole lot less inclusive about the people that slow us down or, you know, put bullshit out on the internet. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 100%. All right, love bug. I got two more questions for you before I release you back to your glorious day. Okay. Uh, the first one is that through some universal mismatch, cross-up, wormhole of somethings, um, the glorious Amy Sedaris appears in a wormhole in your living room and just hands the child in bubble to you. And says, I need you to watch this baby for a while. So you are now in charge of babysitting the child. Oh, my God. What are you most concerned about Grogu eating in your house? Um, well, my dogs are too big, so I'm good there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying because Grogu is yeah, not. I mean, like, don't eat Tifa, please. Oh, my like... fish. My fish. Grogu oh, would go no. into my fucking fish tank and ha- yeah, so I would have to put like a lockdown because you know Grogu would do his you know voice thing. One could say the fish may be too accessible. Oh, I want that fish. Do you want that fish? I want to eat that fish. Yeah. Oh, I want that fish. I want that fish now. I I, his battery's right got to be. So I got this thing like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's like fish. I love That's it when people want. bring props to these shows. It's hysterical. Anyway, so yes, okay, we would guard the fish at all costs to make sure that Grogu doesn't eat them. Yes, but in the meantime, 
if people are looking at their website, if people are looking at what they're putting out into the world, if people are looking at their internet brick and mortar and they know that they have better choices to make, mm -hmm. what is the best way for them to start a conversation with you and with Gasto? Um, they can find me on LinkedIn. They can um, send in, uh, they can use, fill out our contact form or they can email my um, executive assistant at happinessmgr uh, at Creative. Com, so happiness manager, but MGR at Gastobe Creative. Um, go to the website, fill out a contact form. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm around. I mean, you can definitely get hold of me. Um, just don't, you know, call me by my wrong name because I'm not going to respond. I'm just going to throw that out there. So Waylon, it's been really amazing interviewing you. Bridget, today. you know, this has been <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, I just, ah, oh, goodness. So yeah. Um, no, this oh. has been like one of the most fun. Well, of course, because it's you and me. Um, right. I mean, come on. We knew that would happen. Baby. You know, pandas but anyway, and Star Wars and all the things. Iris, I just freaking adore you and your brain and the responsibility you bring to your work. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. And I adore you back so much. I'm going to bask in that love and I'll be right back in a second with my final thought and your homework for this week. Well, hey there. After basically all weekend at Fan Expo Chicago with Iris, her wonderful wife, Heather, and my adorable husband, Ryan, I've been thinking a lot about quality time and how little of it we get with our clients when they're making buying decisions and how little control we have over how our prospects find us. It doesn't have to be daunting, though. It doesn't have to be scary if we are showing up across the board with consistent intentionality. And one easy way to do that is to start with your digital real estate and the front porch of it, your curb appeal. That's right. The homepage of your website. Your homework this week is yes. Check out all the magnificent Mandalorian stuff that Iris and I found in the show notes. Look at all the incredible makers. Go research them. Go throw money at them. But your real homework, your real business boosting homework is to take some time, maybe 10 to 30 minutes to look at, decode, and improve your homepage. Now, Iris was telling you all about accessibility, about ways that your site can be more inclusive. And I talked a lot about how we handle pain points so that we don't come off as Pollyannas, but we also don't re-traumatize people in pain. So in those 10 to 30 minutes, first, I want you to look at how can you make your site more inclusive and more accessible? Then I want you to look at how you are handling the pain and pleasure points that your buyers are experiencing right now so that they know that they're in the right space and that their trust in you is well-placed. And then finally, I want you to make sure you're showcasing your differentiators and next steps. How are you different and how can you prove that to them almost instantaneously by encouraging them to take a problem-solving action through your opt-in or some kind of lead magnet or maybe even just the content of that homepage? Take that 10 to 30 critical minutes because in reality, the shocking truth is that most people spend between 10 and 30 seconds on a site. So if we don't spend that 10 to 30 minutes making that homepage seller, they'll take that 10 to 30 seconds, cut it down to closer to 10, and then go browse our competitors elsewhere. We have to capture their attention and we have to start building trust quickly. But if we focus on intentionality, inclusivity, accessibility, action orientation, ethical handling of pain points, and enthusiastic promise of pleasure points, differentiation, and something they can bite their teeth into now will be all the better. That's how we see that 30 seconds turn into the beginning of a beautiful relationship. 
Hey, thanks for listening. If this episode kept you laughing and learning, I have two requests for you. First, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button, depending on your platform, so you never miss an episode. And also, more importantly, if you are looking for support, inspiration, networking, collaborations, or just a chance to hang out with me, Annie P. Ruggles, and our fantastic guests, make sure that you are a member of our LinkedIn community, The Legitimati. It is a weird and wonderful place. I can't even believe it's on LinkedIn, and we want you there. You'll find the link in the show notes. Big shout out, as always, to the fabulous dudes who helped me make this show. My producer and editor, Andrew Sims of Hypable Impact. My theme composer, Riley Horbasio, And my show art creator, Francois Vigno. See you next time.